Um, turn to the person next to you. You know how I do church a little bit. Turn to the person next to you. Repeat after me and tell them this. Say, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. I like that. We're going to South Africa tonight, okay? <laughs> this is the way. You've all changed color, most all of you, okay? Uh, I, I've been there. I've only been to 20. I've only spoken in 22 countries of Africa, Doc. And the Africans are absolutely convinced I was born the wrong color. They said, you cannot fool us. You are black on the inside. <laughs> so I, I enjoy, enjoy that. But uh, this is the way they do it. And one church I go to, very wealthy church, uh, all they're all black African yuppies. I call them yuppies, okay? And so this is the way they church, do church. Turn, on, turn to the person next to you and say, neighbor. Say, you must be an absolutely wonderful person. Because tonight, God has chosen you to sit next to me. I like that. I like that. What do you think? Now say, neighbor. Neighbor. God's not mad at you. God's mad about you. I like that. Now say, neighbor. Wake up, shake up, put on your makeup. No, you don't have to. <laughs> say, neighbor. I think I did this maybe two years ago, but we've got to do it again. I just love your reaction. Neighbor, you may not know it, but you are sitting by the next millionaire. Somebody take that, okay? So you can pay the bills, all right? You can pay the bills. I'll say, neighbor, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. I, you know, it's true. They have all those tribes in Israel. You know, we got the Hivites and the Higites and the whatever, all the mosquito bites. And you know what tribe I'm from? I'm from the tribe of Favorite. I like that. So now say last one to the person next to you. Say, neighbor, I love you. You're perfect. Now change. Okay. <laughs> you know, tonight I want to share with you, I, I want to take a, Another a typical, kind of a typical Ed Delft type of message. I want to take something that every one of you are, would be familiar with the concept. Everybody, every one of you here, if you've been in church more than a year, would probably heard a message on this. It's, we're going to take a simple concept tonight. What I want to do is I want to move it from information to revelation. So we can have incarnation and transformation and then transportation. All right, what I want to do, and in fact, I wrote a book on this uh, on this uh, uh, subject, and uh, it's called, well, let's give me the second image, if you would, guys. Thanks so much I want, for the IT guys. They've been working on this thing. If you would, just hit the next one. Just There it is. Tonight's message is on trust. Everybody say trust. trust. Now, you know, I mean, sorry, uh, some of, don't fall asleep on me, okay? Don't fall asleep on me, because this is what we're going to do. I promise you, this is not what you're expecting tonight. And this message was on really moving from trust impaired to trust repaired to trust prepared. And when I, uh, when I first started on this quest, on this whole thing of trust, I was a singles pastor in Phoenix, Arizona. And incidentally, everybody always asks me, why do you come here in the winter? And I say, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. It's all desert. I've never seen a cloud before. It's wonderful down here. We got rain down here. We have to wear a coat down here. That's unusual for me. 
So uh, I love being down here this time, of the, this time of the year, all right? But this whole subject, trust, I was uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. I was a singles pastor at three different churches, uh, several, uh, two of them very large churches. And in fact, one of the singles departments I had, Pastor Talk, and I love singles ministry, it was, we had 550 singles. I mean, it was a church within a church. It was so big, we had to have two pastors for that. Just in our 20s group alone, we have 275 people, singles, career people in their 20s. I'm telling you, it was a marriage factory. <laughs> Talk, I have 42 different weddings I can do at any time. Never mind, okay, just kidding. But I have all these different weddings. And, but what we found in singles ministry, uh, guys, was that it, it many times there's a reason why people are single. <laughs> some, some of us get a little weird when we're, okay. But uh, there's, there's many times it's the reason why people are single. And they would come back. Uh, many of them were single again. You know, they got traded in on a new model. And man, amen again, okay. Well, if we got, I, boy, there's somebody back there who's really resonating with this message already, all right. I haven't even said anything, and he's ready to go. I like it. But uh, what we found was that, is that guys... Um, many of us, well, just in life, you know, the Bible said, Jesus even said this, in, in this life, you're going to have tribulation. All right, tough times will come. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And you understand how you deal with those tough things is the real issue. 10% over, 10% of life is what happens to you. 90% of life is determined by how you react to what happens to you. Are you with me? So in the midst of this stumbling block, in the midst of this uh, September 11th in your life, where you have the two towers come down, and you got the whole world looking, and you know, you feel lower than a snake's belly. And uh, you're hurting. What we found is that people, many times, people will come back into the church and they were single again, and maybe that maybe they're in their mid-30s and they have children, maybe it's the gals, he has children, or the guy, or whatever, and they're coming back to church. And what we learn with shaping events is that many times it's people are like this, and we're we're all like this a little bit. We're like one of those sea urchins, uh, you know, the little urchins and the flowers in the ocean. And when you push those little flowers, are you with me? In the middle, what do they? What does that thing begin to do? It starts to close up, and when you hit it again, it closes up, and pretty soon you got people, and they're like this. They're like that song that says, you know, I touch no one, and no one touches me. I'm a rock, I'm an island. The young guys are saying, what was that song, you know? <laughs> the Pacific Islanders are happy. They know every karaoke song that there is, you know. But uh, what happens is people would come in and they would be uh, like this because of a, a hurt, a September 11th in their life, and they're coming into this our singles group, and, and they meet somebody else who's had the same thing happen to them, and they try and have a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Uh, we see that many times, do you realize the way you leave a church is the way you go into a church? I used to tell people, if you didn't like your former pastor, you're going to hate me. Are you with me? Because the way you go out is the way you come in. And if you carry that wound in, guess what then? It, uh, you, uh, this guy will hurt you before you, before you even give him a chance to hurt. 
You see, because what happens is we have all these people in our culture and they're all like this and they're, 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 they're close. I mean, they're trying to have relationships. They're looking to be maybe married again. And so they meet somebody else and both have the same needs. And, and, you know, it's like you can touch in the body, but you can't touch in the soul and you can't touch in the spirit. Hello? Or, or, or we'd have this one talk. Uh, we'd have a person that had been really hurt and, and you know, it had uh, these various issues in their life. And then you find somebody that was pretty open and, and they try and have a relationship. And, you know, it's like that, you know what that's like? Trying to hug a porcupine. <laughs> Are you with me? And, and, and so what happens is this type of person, the problem is this person thinks that they are open like they are. And this person thinks that they're closed like they are. And pretty soon you have problems. And so I'm, I was very concerned. What we found is that, I mean, I'd try and, I was a pastor, you know, I'd give them the Bible, you know, we'd go through a series on Philippians or something or some part of it. And you know what we found? We couldn't, we, they, we couldn't help them really get the word into them. We couldn't really create a shift in a positive direction. I mean, I mean pouring the word of God on them because their soul wasn't prospering. You're only going to prosper to the extent that you're soul prospers. In other words, it's like an artery with a lot of plaque in it. If you're like that person, we've all been through this. We aren't pointing the finger here. What we're saying is uh, we can get better. And, 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 and I want to address that issue tonight, but it's like an artery that's all plugged up, and here you got, you got all this blood trying to get through it, but it's just all plugged up in just a little bit. All this, and, and, and it'd be like this. Let's say it this way, what that verse says. Let's say we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is as big as this auditorium, but guess what? That Holy Spirit can only come through the corridor of your soul. And if your soul's all plugged up and shut down, guess what? You're, you're going to only get a little bit of the Holy Spirit. So you'll only prosper and be in good health to the extent that your soul prospers. And if you've had a September in your life and you're closed up, then your soul's probably not prospering. In my book, uh, and we have lots of these out there, I encourage you to get this. This is somebody you know needs this book. It's called Learning How to Trust. It's a Destiny Image book. Between 35 and 40,000 of these have been sold. I'm a, I'm a level A author with Destiny Image. I, I don't know what that means, but it's probably something good. I don't know. They tell me I'm with Bill Johnson and all those guys, Miles Monroe and all those. So... I think that's pretty, I've never met him, you know, but in any event. But look at this, listen to this, and this is what John Trent, who's uh, written several books in America, fame, one of the famous uh, counselors, says, for countless people, the idea of trust is a mirage. They've had a parent who abused them, a spouse who walked out on them, a business partner who ruined them, a politician, or even a pastor who betrayed their trust. Yet in order for any healthy personal or spiritual relationship to form, Trust is essential, not optional. So how can you learn how to trust again? And he goes on and recommends the book and so forth. And I like his last statement. You'll soon realize why trust is essential and that there really are people and a God worth trusting. Uh, this book in the biblical reality infused in the word trust can transform your uh, life. And I want to say that, and it's an interesting book in this book, the second last chapter is learning how to trust in God all over again. 
Because a lot of this is, you know what we're saying? If you're such a loving God, why didn't you protect me from that? And so a lot of this is the issue in trusting really in God. And then the last chapter is learning how to trust in people again, but this time with what we call intelligent trust or trusting wisely. Are you with me? Do not think that everybody is the way you are. Uh, That's just a hint, all right? And so this book has uh, been just a great book. I would encourage you to get it. It's out there, and I'll be glad to sign it. Uh, if it, anybody from Singapore here, I like those Singaporeans. I mean, they want me to sign them because they say, ah, pasta, if you sign it, I get anointing. <laughs> so we'll be out there. Now, let's take a look at this, guys. Moving from trust impaired, trust repaired to trust prepared. And I'm going to give a revelation on trust. This isn't the information tonight. This is a revelation. And we're going to get to a chart. And you watch what happens. You're going to get the aha. Everybody go, aha. All right, go like this. Aha. Aha. You know how this works. One, two, three. Aha. Aha. Turn the person next to you, hit him on the head, and go, aha. <laughs> okay. Trust impaired, trust repaired to trust prepared. Here we go. Let's go. Next image, please, guys, if you would. Now, look at this. You can't solve your problems with the same level of thinking you had as when you created them. <laughs> Dear Lord, I have a problem. It's me. Many times it is. Now, again, we've said something like this before probably here, but let's, let's go back to this, the, our basic premise. We are not human beings going through a temporary spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings going through a temporary human experience. And the point, the way we operate with God is through this thing called trust. Everybody say trust. trust. Now, uh, beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be good in health just as your soul, what? Now, that's powerful. So what we want to do tonight is we want to give you a stint. We want to take out the pluck. I want you to make sure that you get all of the Holy Spirit. Don't let hurt hurt you. All right? How do you say it? You know, a chip on the shoulder usually indicates wood higher up. Sorry. Okay. All right. Beloved, I, I just thought I'd throw that in, Okay. Anger not transformed is anger transferred. Hello? So we want to make sure that we get to the next one, please. All right. Placing our trust, our lives will only rise to the level of that in which we place our trust. Faith is hope in action, but trust is faith in action. It's the outworking of faith. Making commitments generates hope, but keeping commitments generates... Everybody go, aha. All right, next one, please. All right, what is trust? Well, just before we do that, I want to stop here for just a second. And where's Sam? Sam, come on up here, would you? Okay. Sam's such a good... Come on up here, Sam. It'll just take a second, Sam. I promise you I'm not going to embarrass you too much. Okay? No, not at all. Now, look at this, guys. Trust is like a rope, and it's what connects us, uh, us to the object in which we, what? Trust. And the way we've been designed by God is that we are to trust in the Lord, what? With all our, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will, what? 
Do you realize that guidance in your life has to do... If you want guidance in your life, you're going to have to trust in the right object. Or it's going to take you to some place. If you trust in anything less than God, it's going to take you to the wrong object. But when we put our... See, you will only rise to the level of, the, of that in which we place our trust. So if you're trusting God, then how far are you going to rise? As high as God wants you to. But if you trust in the all black, <laughs> if you trust in the blues, <laughs> hello, oh, they won. Okay, all right, all right. All right, he's just reminding me here. You see, if you trust in your bank account, the Bible doesn't say rejoice in my bank account. Always and again, I say rejoice. <laughs> I worship you, almighty stock. There is none like you. Are you with me? Look at this. Look at this. So, so what this is, this is the trust. This is what connects you to that trust needs an object. Are you with me? So you've got to be careful who you're trusting. Many people came into a relationship, marriage relationship, and they, here's the husband. Rejoice in my boyfriend always. And again, I say rejoice. Are, are you with me? Rejo are you with me? Rejoice in the Institute of Marriage. Oh, I, hello? And so what happens is you only rise as high as that in which you place your trust. Sam, thank you very much. What, I mean, that, you have to admit, Sam, that was pretty painless. Okay, that, that wasn't too bad. All right, so look at this. What is trust? Webster says it's a firm belief or confidence in the honesty, integrity, and reliability um, uh, uh, ju or justice of another person or thing. It's faith, it's reliance, it's a confident expectation, anticipation, or hope. As in a man with uh, a, a God, a husband and a wife, a president with a nation, a customer with a, with a business, all relationships of any type, there is trust. It's the rope that connects one to another. It's the road over which everything travels. Hello? Let's go into more. Let's go a little bit deeper. Now, the, my question here is what do we trust or who do we trust? Uh, what and who do you trust? We'll deal a little bit with that tonight. What and who don't you trust? The reasons why. And I want to introduce you to a, a theme that's in the book and that you need to read about. It's called compartmentalized trust. And that is the fact there are some people who are very trustworthy in some areas of their life and not in other areas of their life. Are you with me? Some people are very, 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 you know, trustworthy and making a living, that type of thing. Not very trustworthy in uh, uh, the sexual area and other areas and that, so forth. So they're compartmentalized. They're very good in some areas and very functional and not in other areas. And that's why you need to get to know them so that you don't get fooled, Okay. Don't kiss a fool, don't let a fool kiss you, and don't be fooled by a kiss. <coughs> Trusting wisely, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges rightly. So learning how to trust and who to trust is the key. And that's what Jesus did. He entrusted himself to God who judges righteously. Next one, please. Truth, trust, or consequences. See, the object of our trust is the key. 
Indeed, we had the sense of death within ourselves so that we would not trust in ourselves, but trust in God who raises the dead. So the idea is to trust in the Lord. We have trust in us, guys. Isn't that a great thing? We've got trust in us, and such trust we have through Christ towards God. Some people say, I'll never trust, you know, it's like that song, I'll never fall in love again. And we have that, uh, but you do have trust in you. It may feel like you don't, but guess what? I know you have trust in you. You know why? You're sitting in a chair. You had trust that that chair would hold you, all right? So we have trust in us. Next one, please. Uh, we can trust in God working in other people. Now, here's, a, here's an interesting one. And they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his what? Now, these guys who come into this conference are prophetic guys. They've got a message, and you can, they're probably pretty trustworthy. Are you with me? So that's good. I know there are some prophets that are more pathetic than prophetic. <laughs> but there's a lot of guys that are good guys too, all right? It's knowing which one. Next one, please, all right? Now, here's my point tonight, guys. Here's what I'd really like you to get. Trust in the Lord with all your... See, you were designed by God from that. You were designed right from the womb. When you came out, you were, gonna, you were designed by God to be able to trust in your mother so that you could live. So that you could suckle and all the other stuff, okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding when September 11th is in your life. In all your ways acknowledge him no matter what and he will make your path straight. Everything works out in the end. If it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. Let me say that again. Everything works out in the end. If it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. Turn to the person next to you and say, dude, he was just talking to you. Okay, sir. <laughs> say, dude, I just found Nemo. That was good. Okay. That was a good one-liner. Okay, next. Now, guys, here we go. Here's what I want you to see. Now, the enemy knows this. The devil knows this. You were designed by God to what? Trust in him. So he's put trust in you so that you could trust in him so the devil knows that so what is the devil going to try and do he's going to try and get you a person who has intrinsic need to trust he's going to try to get you to trust in anything but god hello just ask adam and eve the beginning of all mankind's problems is this the belief that god is not good the enemy smoke spoke to Adam and Eve, and basically, you know what he said? God's not good. He's trying to withhold something from you. He's not good. And guess what? They, you see what he went after? The trust. They broke their trust. You see, before that, they walked with God. You see... We were designed to walk with God. The enemy just talks with you. But God will walk with you. It's a big difference in that. 
And so don't let the enemy say that God is not good, all right? That's why I like that little saying that we always say, you know, all the time and that so forth. So here it is. The person who has intrinsic need is persuaded by the liar to trust in anything but God. And then we trust in someone or something other than God. And then guess what? We're eventually going to have a bad experience. Why? Because when we put our object, when we put our trust in that object, we just made a God. We just made a deity. Now we've obligated God to kill it. If you're trusting in your bank account, guess what? You've just obligated God to put you in bankruptcy. Hello? Uh, to make it a disaster, to mess it up somehow, all right? So, so let's not do that. Let's make sure we're putting our trust in the right thing. So we trust in something that God, we have a bad experience with that thing, and then what happens is the enemy comes in and persuaded by the liar to lose trust in that person or thing, and then we lose trust in that person or thing. And then the enemy comes in and said, I want you to only trust in what? Yourself. Isolate. Don't let anybody in. But the problem with when you don't let anybody in is you can't let yourself out. See, walls can work both ways. So then we're persuaded to trust only in ourselves. And then... We trust in our own strength, and, and then we let ourselves down, okay? Then he, we let ourselves down, and then we're persuaded by the liar to lose trust in and all. Wait, excuse me, yes, okay. Then we're persuaded by the liar after we let ourselves down, okay? Persuaded by the liar to lose trust in all, and then what happens is we are here. That person has lost trust in all, and especially trust in God and now, how can you ever trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding? He's got your trust. Hello? And that's what I see is people that, and they're out there, both in the church and outside the church, and they've lost all trust in God. And you know what you are? You are a worm on a hook. Are you with me? You're a cut-up mackerel on the bottom of the ocean out here, and there's a big brown snapper getting ready to eat you up. Hello? You're a worm on a hook. Now you're in trouble. So here's the whole thing. This is the antitrust strategy. The enemy starts by challenging God's goodness. We try and, then he gets us to put our trust in someone or something else other than that. Then that fault breaks, and then we trust in ourselves, and then we break, and then now guess what? Hello? It's impossible for you to get guidance in your life. Because he will make your paths what? Straight. So you're wandering around and you're like this and you're born to win but conditioned to lose. Born to win but conditioned to lose. And so guys, uh, to me that's a really heavy thing. Next one please, if you would. Look at this, a soul prosperity. And now, guys, I have a message called Dragon's Egg. Sometime maybe we'll do that. It's kind of a wild message. But it's the idea of you, that dragon's eggs, they start off really nice, and then they hatch. And you got this little baby dragon. And they're really cute. Gals, you really love them. They have little tears that come down there. You can use them as a hair dryer. Uh, but you know what the problem with little dragons? They turn into... Little unforgiveness in the beginning, you know what? Pretty soon it turns into a great big dragon. 
And do you realize, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if you were the one that was hurt in some in something, you know, where <clears throat> you were abused or something like this, you realize if you don't forgive them, do you realize you end up the same place as the perpetrator? Because if you forget, forgive them, you're turned over to the tortures. Matthew 8. And so you end up in the same place that they do, and you're the victim. Hello? You see, and that's why you need forgiveness makes the future possible. Are you with me? The definition of forgiveness is giving up all hope that the past will change. And so, so here we are, uh, and, and here's the whole thing, guys. Small, tame things turn into big, wild beasts, and pretty soon you think you have it, but it's, it has you. God made Lucifer, but a process made, made Satan. Wow. That's what happened. Pride entered. Small thing at first, grew great, big. All of a sudden, it's wagging you. The tail's wagging the dog. All right, do not meddle in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and taste good with tomato sauce. <laughs> all right, so let's finish up here. All right, are you, are you enjoying tonight? Yes. I mean, are you getting this? Hello? See, what I'm asking you to do tonight is to, you're like on a trapeze when, if, you're, if you're stuck in this thing. You're not sick, you're stuck. And we want to get you unstuck. It's like you're on this trapeze and you keep going back and forth. What I want to do tonight is let you swing up, let go, turn around in midair, and trust God there's another trapeze there. Amen. All right, look at this. All right, next, thing, next one, please. Now, what we shouldn't trust in, how about idols and gods? Why? You obligate God to kill whatever you put your trust in. Why? Because he loves you. All right? Uh, and trusting in beauty or your good looks. Look at all these people, you know, Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears and the Miley Cyrus. My goodness, she's running her. She looks like a Teletubby up there. <laughs> uh, she, I tell you what, she has an issue. Are you with me? Trusting their looks, trusting the stuff, all that. You know how that works. Next one, please. Um, the next one, man-made weapons of war. Next one, please. Uh, oppression of men for rich. And a lot of people in Africa, and I love Africa, but these guys trust in corruption. Hello? Uh, riches. Do you trust in riches? Will fall. Why? Because you've obligated God to? Next one, please. How, real estate. Trust in the house and building. Trust in your own heart. Do you trust in, this, uh, in your own heart? Now, remember, uh, I think there's a sense in which we can trust our heart, but there's another sense in which we have to be careful with our heart because our heart's right next to our feelings. Are you with me? All right. Uh, trusting in other people. Uh, trusting in uh, your righteousness based upon self-effort. Trusting in good works rather than, well, amazing works rather than amazing grace. Next one, please. Trusting in ourselves. Now, look at this, guys. Next image, please. Uh, benefits of trusting in God. Now, watch this. I've got a have two chapters on this where I explain all this in the book and the learning how to trust book. I've got two chapters in there, but look at this. Trusting God releases his blessings and goodness to you. Anybody want any blessings around here? Are you with me? Anybody want any goodness around here? How do you get it? Trust in the... Next one, please. 
Uh, trusting God releases victory into your life. This is like a victory church. You guys get happy when you can step on the devil's head. I know you. Are you with me? All right. Now remember how the devil works with us, guys. He sneaks up behind you, hits you on the head with a hammer. You turn around to see who did it, and he points at God. It's not God. Wake up, shake up, put on your makeup. Okay. Look at that. Okay, trusting God releases, but trusting God releases inner joy and happiness. Next one. I like that one. Trusting God produces endurance and preserves you. Trusting God releases God's loving kindness, his mercy towards you. Next one. Trusting God stops you from seeking other idols in your life. Trusting God delivers you from the... Next one. Trusting God brings help in times of sorrow. Trusting God produces faith in God in you. It builds your faith, which builds your trust, which builds your faith, which builds your trust. Next one. Trusting God draws you near to God. Trusting God gives you. You got to, you know what Jesus says, take courage. Courage is right there, but you got to take it. All right, everybody reach out and say, take it, baby. Ah. All right. You got to take it. And when you're uh, emotionally hurt, you are going to be very hesitant to take it. All right, next one, please. Trusting God draws you. Trusting God overcomes the negative effects of uncertainty. Trusting God keeps you in safety. Next one. Oh, I like all of those benefits. Now, Jesus didn't trust his disciples until after they'd received the gift of the... Hello. Next one, please. Pleasing God is actually a byproduct of trusting God. Next one, please. Uh, becoming a favorite, we can only be trustworthy to the degree that the Word of God manifests itself in our lives. Wow. Next one. Let's see what else we have up there. I think that's it. We've got the teddy bear picnic. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's the blessing. Everybody say blessing. Teddy bear anointing. Okay. Uh, I don't know how I can say it any. I hope it's a revelation. You see, uh, this changes everything. It's your reaction to what happens to you that's the issue. That's more of an issue to God than what happens to you. He's training you to reign, not be on the dole. Are you with me? So trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will guide your paths. All right? Be smart. So I'm just going to just point out here I have uh, one minute and I've got uh, uh, just a few seconds left. But learning how to trust again, guys, I have that book out there. Um, and I'll be, I think it's after the, after the baptismal purpose. Uh, you can get out there and get some product. I'll be there to sign it. This book's called uh, The Five-Minute Miracle, Standing Out by Becoming Outstanding. It's 100 ideas on how to stand out. In today's world, you need to stand out by becoming outstanding. That's how you get hired. And that's what this book is all about. And um, I have one book of my other book called Church at Community out there uh, on how to build a church of the community. If you're in seminary or going to be in full-time ministry or something, please get that book. And these books are one for 22 for 35, okay? If you want to save some money, find a friend and get two. <laughs> so do get these. These are a great price. And then I, my last two books here, and I have this. This one's my new book on leadership, Blessed to Bless, Love to Love, Led to Lead. 
It's a book, and the subtitle is There's a Leader Inside of You Who's Dying to Lead Others Through You. You don't just have the King of Kings and Lord of You inside of you. You have the leader of leaders inside of you. Last one called City Changers. If you don't like your city, change it. All right? So get out there and change that city. Become part of the solution, not the problem. All right? They need to see your face in government. I mean, I'm waiting to see Sam be the next governor of Auckland. All right? That's, I mean, what can I say? You guys, thank you very much for letting me share with you. I hope you've been blessed, and we'll see you again, okay?